Hello, everyone. This is John Asplund, Superintendent of District 205. Thank you for tuning into the Galesburg 205 podcast. We'll be talking to many different people within the school district during these podcasts. And this week, I'm happy to welcome Mr. Greg Leibach to the show. Mr. Leibach is an art teacher at Galesburg High School, and he's also the head wrestling coach at GHS. Welcome, Greg. Thanks. Thanks for the invitation. So for those folks out there that may not know who you are, what, you know, anything about you, why don't you just give the listeners a little bit about Where'd you come from? How did you end up at Galesburg 205? Yeah, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and I came to Galesburg by way of Knox College. Uh, I graduated from there in 2008 after studying studio art with a focus in painting and also education. Uh, I also wrestled and played baseball while I was at Knox. And my Knox experience also led me to the Galesburg schools for the first time um, when I was doing my classroom observations and eventually my student teaching experience. Um, I had a fantastic cooperating teacher at Galesburg High School, former art teacher, Chris Dacalasa. And, um, uh, you know, she just kind of furthered my excitement about teaching. And as I was graduating, she made me aware of an opening at Lombard Junior High. And so um, upon graduation, I taught at Lombard for five years and uh in my sixth year took an opportunity to move over to the high school and how many years have you been at the high school now well i think this is my eighth year at the high school okay so you've been with the school district then about what 13 14 years then? that's right okay and uh you haven't always been the head wrestling coach but uh you are the head wrestling coach now so when you first got here uh what did you do uh with wrestling when you got here and how did you end up being the head coach yeah i kind of worked my way from middle school to high school and wrestling, just like I did within our art program. Uh, my five years at Lombard, I was the head coach of the middle school team back when wrestling was separated between a Lombard right. team and a Churchill team. Now, who was the Churchill coach when you were the Lombard coach? Um, Jeff Milroy coached at uh, Churchill. Um, Josh Bazon coached a little bit over at Churchill. Okay. Um, and there, there was a little bit of a rotation over there. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but when I moved to the high school in my teaching role, there was an opportunity to join the high school wrestling coaching staff. And so um, I did three years as an assistant coach with Sean Mastin when he was here. Uh-huh. And then um, when he moved on, um, I had uh, conversations with former athletic director Jeff Flater and um yeah, I was excited. I was nervous to take on the role, to be honest with you, um, at that time. But um, Jeff gave me confidence, and we've just tried to do a little bit better year over year since then. Yeah, and you've had some individual successes for sure uh, with some some wrestlers, and uh, you know your team has a lot of a lot of athletes on it this year. I mean, there's you have a lot of wrestlers. Um, what is the total number of wrestlers you have on the squad this year? Um, we've got about thirty three on our roster right now. We and seem to have you know. 2930 competing on any given Saturday. That's and that's those are good numbers. But uh, for those people out there that aren't necessarily that familiar with wrestling, how many weight classes are there? So there are 14 high school weight classes with 106 being the lightest and 285 being the maximum for heavyweight. Okay, so if if you weigh 286 pounds as a heavyweight, too bad you're not wrestling. You got to be a weight cutter. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And so, you know, weight cutting has been somewhat of a a controversial issue, I guess, in the in the world of wrestling over the past, oh, I guess, 15, 20 years. Um, whereas I know when I was growing up, weight cutting, it was very strict. And I had a lot of friends that wrestled and they would, 
you know, wear garbage bags and spit into a cup and not eat for three days. And, you know, but that they've changed that and put some more guardrails up for athletes now. So how does, how does the weight classification work now for a, for a wrestler? Well, at the beginning of every season, every one of our wrestlers goes through a weight certification process. Um, and there's three elements to that. There's a hydration test. Um, there is a, a, a body fat testing, and then they step on the scale to, to take their current weight. And after we input the numbers from the certification process, um, the program spits out a whole chart full of data that tells the wrestler what the lightest possible weight they can be and, and still be strong and healthy. Uh, and then if there is room for them to make a weight descent, it tells them, it essentially gives them their pace. It says at this date, you can bump down to the next weight class. And then at this date, you know, further along, you can go one further. Uh, and so, after certification, it's just a matter of uh, our kids following the chart if they choose to. Um, you know, the old school wrestling philosophy really did believe that you got better as you got smaller. And I think the new school philosophy is not necessarily to try to get better just through getting lighter, but, you know, be hydrated, be healthy, be well fueled and get better through developing your, your strength and your wrestling technique. Um, and, and we have some kids that that are still motivated to cut weight. They see the benefits and the advantages of uh, feeling big for their weight class. Um, and that's great, but it's certainly not a requirement. Um, I think with the new weight certification program, it, it still has elements uh, of weight cutting, but in a responsible way. And I got to tell you, I, I really enjoy seeing the kids practice the discipline of having to manage their weight throughout the day. Um, you know, they're, they're earning their spot on the wrestling mat uh, throughout the day by practicing good nutrition, good hydration. And um, by the time match time comes around, I think they're really anxious and hungry to wrestle because they've practiced that discipline all day long. Well, I think that's a really great point because in the past, there, there could be some really damaging ways that, that athletes were losing weight, whereas it's never a bad thing to teach kids about nutrition, hydration, those are lifelong skills that anybody should have, hopefully. Right. Um, and then if they're also showing discipline in what they eat and understanding that, you know, if you're, if you're putting bad things into your body, bad things are going to happen. And conversely, if you put good things in, good things are going to happen. So that's really exciting from, a, from, from my perspective as someone who never wrestled but watched friends go through that to see uh, a much more responsible and, like, long-lasting health benefit way of looking at, at wrestling in the weight class system. So that's a that's a, a positive change, at least in my opinion. I think that's a really good thing. So uh, looking at your season this year, obviously it's already started. Um, but, uh, you know, what is, what's the outlook for the rest of the season for you? How are you feeling about the team? I'm really excited about this bunch. <clears throat> um, I've said it a bunch of times, but it's just a really exciting group of kids to go into competition with. Um, they love wrestling, and so they're always eager for the next competition. They're eager to get into the practice room because they know that there's tweaks and adjustments and improvements to make from one competition to the next. And I think they've just really bought into the idea that each time out we can show off a new and improved version of ourselves. Um, so we're 10 dual meets in, and we've got some positive results. We're sitting at 9-1 and one so far wow. in the season. And um, that's about halfway through our dual meet schedule. Uh, we also have four remaining tournaments on the calendar, which is uh, a really fun day of wrestling because the kids are competing within their own individual weight brackets. 
and, um, you know, wrestling for a, a tournament medal or a tournament championship. And there's bound to be challenges on the way to the finals. So, um, like I said, those are fun days of wrestling. So where's your next tournament? So we wrestle at Metamora on Saturday. Yeah. And that's, a, Saturday. that's a 12 team tournament. So that's a yeah. fairly big tournament. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, if for those people that don't follow wrestling, they may not know that the Western Big Six and the Middle Illini both are super competitive wrestling conferences. Um, and then, you know, we already had a good conference. Then we had Geneseo to the mix and they're, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're a perennial power in wrestling. And so uh, we're, we're never going to be short of good competition. That's right. I really admire the way that the Geneseo program runs things. They're certainly a model. Um, Rock Island, you know, we're always trying to beat these schools, sure. but you, you always want to learn from the way that uh, good programs are doing things. And, uh, you know, if we can mimic some of those good habits, then we're better for it. Absolutely. Uh, so for uh, once again, for those maybe that maybe don't know, there's two different state series in wrestling. You want to talk about it. it's not like, you know, basketball or baseball where you have, uh, you know, just the team tournament and in wrestling. You also have individuals. So how does that work where you have an individual state tournament and a and a, a team tournament? How does that work within the IHSA rules? It's a pretty cool thing for the state of Illinois. Um, we go compete the first weekend of February at our IHSA regional and uh, the team champion from the regional advances to the dual team state series. Now, Galesburg's never won a team regional by my by my knowledge. And so that's definitely one of those next goals on right. our list. Um, and our team really thrives in the dual meet atmosphere. So if ever we were able to get into that series, um, I, I just think it'd be a really exciting moment for us. Um, but out of that exact same regional that first weekend of February, the top three place finishers at each individual weight class advance to the sectional, which is a, a 12 person bracket. And out of that 12 person sectional, the top four advance to the state tournament. Um, and, and we've been to the state tournament three of the last four years. It's an incredible environment down in Champaign at the State Farm Center. And um, I'm really looking forward to going back there this February. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, there's how many mats going at one time down there in Champaign? I believe there's, yeah, I think there's eight mats on the floor. So yeah. as a coach, so if you have maybe not state, because that would be pretty rare, but uh, at a at a regular wrestling meet, when you have multiple mats going on, like how do you keep track of? Oh, I got to go make sure I'm going to this area and then that area, and then, and then as a second question to that, you, you basically are just letting the wrestler go out there and wrestle. How do you coach from the sideline? Like what is what are some of the strategies a coach would do when it's when a student athlete's in the middle of grappling with another wrestler? Right. There are not a lot of breaks in wrestling. Uh, I think the majority of the coaching and the majority of the adjustments are made in the practice room in between competitions. That's where the important growth is. Um, and so when they're out there in competition, it's just a matter of sometimes shouting reminders, you know, quick digestible bits that, that make for good habits in whatever position they're wrestling through. Or if there is a break in the action when they go out of bounds or there's a stoppage in between periods, we might be able to make them aware of something that we can see from Matt's side that might be available, an offensive attack um, that, that maybe they've just kind of lost track of in the heat of that competition. So then how do you keep track of everybody? You have 30 wrestlers, you have all 14 different weight classes. Yeah. How do you keep track of all that on a, on a tournament day? Well, we've got a great 
coaching staff. Um, in addition to myself, Eric Vogel, Aaron Leip, and Ryan Ship um, are working with the team. And so the the uh, the especially busy weekends are where our JV squad is going in one direction and our varsity squad is going in another direction. And we try to make sure that we've got two coaches covering each side. And um, the coaches are scrambling. You know, it takes a lot of responsibility from our wrestlers to make sure that they're prepared for their next round, to make sure that they report to the right mat. And they've done a great job at that. And then as coaches, it's just a matter of looking for those black and gold singlets and kind of working from mat to mat to be there in support of our kids. Uh, there are some funny moments where you're coaching two matches on side-by-side mats oh, and wow. you're just looking back and forth and, you know, maybe shouting one reminder to the kid on the left and a different reminder to the kid on the right and hoping that the info doesn't get crossed. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's, that, that would be a lot. I, that's, uh, I have a lot of admiration for you guys. That's, that's a lot to keep track of. Uh, well, let's go back to your to your day job. So art teacher is kind of a generic term, but at GHS and a lot of other places, but since we're at GHS, uh, GHS, you, you've split up the responsibilities. So can you explain for people out there, if you're taking art with, with Greg Leibach, how is that different than taking art from the other two teachers? Right. Um, it's pretty cool that at Galesburg High School, we get to offer courses dedicated to specific um you know, art materials and, and processes of making, you know, so for example, we have a class dedicated wholly to ceramics and wholly to painting and wholly to drawing. Um, and within our three person department, we've each gotten to grab a focus in what's really our strength or our specialty or our preference. And so, um, my branches on that tree are the painting courses, painting one and painting two, and the design classes, design one and design two. Now, what's design entail? So design is focused on the elements and principles of art. And um, that is a class that is not necessarily focused on one uh, particular material. We get to use a variety of materials, but we're always focused on the elements of line, shape, value, color, texture, and principles like you know, simultaneous unity and contrast. And, and Design One is really meant to be a course taken shortly after Art Foundations, because hopefully that focus on the elements and principles of art that apply to any variety of materials, you know, that's information that the kids will take with them into ceramics class and into painting class and into um, graphic design. So somebody like me who has trouble right, drawing a stick person, <laughs> Uh, could you teach me how to do those things? Yeah, obviously we believe that growth mindset in the art classroom that, uh, you know, through training and through practice, you can improve your skills. But I also like to let the students know that all of art making is not contained in the, the technical skills. You know, there's, there's two halves to any artwork. There's the idea stage and then there's the execution stage. And, I think a lot of students who might not go on to careers in visual art specifically can still take a lot of benefits from just practicing those creative thinking skills, throwing a lot of focus, effort, creativity into the idea stage of an artwork and, and really just strengthening um, those thinking abilities. And then if we can coach them up on how to shade a little more accurately or how to clean up some line quality, then we're excited to do that as well. Well, and, and, you know, 
I, I've, I am always consistently impressed with all of the art that's produced by Chad Ellison's class, Courtney Florine's class, and your class. It's just amazing. We have a lot of talented students, but clearly we have three really talented teachers who are helping those kids get to that. So Thank you. I, I also have to believe that you're one of the only art teacher head wrestling coaches ever. So off the top of your head, who are the, name me three other art wrestling coaches. I can give you two. Um, are you making these names up? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if they sound made up. But Coach Penny down in Richwoods, down okay. in the Peoria area, is also an art teacher and wrestling coach. And he and I have been able to bond over that a little bit because, you know, we can relate to those similar worlds. And he's a really great guy. And then at our summer camp a couple of years ago, I met a coach from Wisconsin who I really looked up to. He was a veteran wrestling coach, veteran art teacher. Um, and so we had that in common as well. Okay. So a, a guy from Wisconsin and Rich Woods and you. Yeah. You're the three. Those are the three I can think Cause of. Because I have to say, it is a very rare person, I believe, that is an art teacher and a wrestling coach. And I, you do fantastic in both. And so we're really lucky to have you here at Galesburg. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know about either you, your art program, or the wrestling program? Yeah, I'll give a plug to our gym show, uh, which is still a ways away. But uh, the gym show is like a holiday in the art department. It's our opportunity to take all of the hard work that the kids have invested from all three of our classrooms and put this on display for the school and the public to enjoy. And we've been without that for the past two years. Uh, and we've done a nice virtual show in its place. Um, but we're excited to get back to the gym and show these artworks in real life and let the other students from throughout the school building just wander through and, and really be in awe of the talent that some of their classmates have. So that'll be coming up the second week of May. And um, we're looking forward to bringing that holiday back. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the highlights of the year for myself as well. So I, I, anybody that's out there, mark that down the second week of May, you should make your way to Galesburg High School to see uh, the gym show because it is fantastic to see what our students are doing. All right. Well, that's it for today. And uh, I thank you very much for coming in. And I'm sure we'll, we'll have you back in another time to talk about how the wrestling season went. Awesome. Thanks very much.